She went to take a dump. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime Christopher Joseph Parks. You know, the early 2000s wrestler known as Abyss? Huh? Mm -hmm. Huh? Uh... I've realized I make the same sound every time you say one of these things. I just go, oh, and I'm trying to change that up by just giving you complete silence. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It was, You're welcome. It's good podcasting. It's either that or your anime, L'Appel du Void, which is the call of the void in French. That's L'Appel du Vide. I don't take French. <laughs> That's why I, hey, I that said it was I French. Was I didn't say it was good in French. In a short film called that. <laughs> It's why I picked with I was a weird in a short film called La Pelle du Vide, oh. so I know what it means. <laughs> yeah. It's why I picked a weird 2000s wrestler instead of French. Hmm. Mu- I would have gotten it. I wouldn't have said it, right? And I did. Some would well, say I still got it. So, some would say this opening is abysmal. <laughs> that's a good one. See, that's good. Some uh, This is the oh content boy. I'm looking for. <laughs> some would say I want to die. It's the call of the void or the abyss, if you will. Because we're watching Made in Abyss. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) We beat around the bush. Years later, we get there. Yeah. We dance around it, but it's in the title of this episode, so you know what it is. We should just start not saying it. (laughs) If you don't know, we should just just describing the anime. It's like, man, this Naruto is really weird. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's not this episode. Every anime is now a Naruto. A Naruto, I'm calling yeah. it now. Wow, this Naruto is really good. It's like how some places in the country just call every soda Coke. Coke or your <laughs> grandparents always call every game system a Nintendo. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's a regular. Are we watching a mech Naruto or are we watching a slice of life Naruto today? Uh, <laughs> it's a slice of somebody's life, just not ours. <laughs> and Dang. It was a, a rec- little bit of a mech. Kind of, well, kind of, yeah. Uh, it's a recommendation from me. Screw the listener. This one's my episode. <laughs> but it's made in the abyss. It's a very popular series that came out uh, two years ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah, 2017. And it hit the ground running. It picked up momentum real fast. and It won Crunchyroll's Best Anime of 2017. Understandably, I prefer... preferably would have picked something else, but that's just my preference. But it's a very solid one. And I look forward to hearing your reactions, particularly Dugan's, because it's got some fun moments. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, what are your histories with this show? Have you watched it before, Dana and Brendan? Um, after it won Best Anime of 2017, because I hadn't heard of it before, I watched, I think, like the first four episodes and they were, I liked them, but I ne- I didn't care. keep watching it for some reason. Cause he, I never do, because <laughs> I can never finish anything, I guess. <laughs> Unless it's all in one sitting, and I just breeze through you got it. got a real binge There's it. There's too much anime to watch to watch anime. <laughs> so much anime, so little time. That's actually why I prefer dubs most of the time, because I'll 
if it's not something super engrossing, I'll have it on a second monitor, like, in the background while playing something else and listen to it. Like, if it's a slice of life where you don't have to yeah. watch every second of it, and not, like, a mystery. Uh, Rate my anime setup. <laughs> and um, I watched it when it came out, or, you know, a little briefly after it came out, because there was so much hype around it. And I was like, eh, this one, this one seems different, and a buddy of mine recommended it as well. So it got, uh, you know, a little personal recommendations better than just an anonymous internet community of the internet. Because the internet, internet always has your best interests in heart. I mean, mm-hmm. some of my friends have real Hasn't shit taste. Hasn't failed so. me yet. <laughs> it's a gamble either way for me. So my friends yeah. religiously make fun of my favorite anime, and I religiously make fun of theirs. Because it's Sword Art Online and it's very bad. Uh that's bad it's real bad that's a bad favorite anime yeah it made me question their taste but hey they don't listen to this show everyone that likes sword (laughs) art online that's for a different episode that will uh hate yeah watching hopefully not So sorry hopefully not uh so yeah we're gonna jump around in this one because i've already watched it all uh the first few episodes and it's all about you right yeah i was gonna say geez it's all about me (laughs) <laughs> I don't care if it makes sense to you guys. This is what I want to watch. <laughs> Says Brendan. <laughs> if you make good content for yourself, other people will enjoy it. Huh? Huh? Mm. There's no narrative arc here. <laughs> We're just watching my faves. <laughs> Stop making fun of Digimon. And we uh, got the Christmas episode, <laughs> the beach episode. Yeah. Oh, and also a character that you aren't introduced to dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that really Did you already watch this? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the beginning of this, like, there's a lot of world building and stuff and establishing. So, uh, some of the earlier episodes, like, we can just skip ahead and, like, we're savvy. It'll be filled in with context clues. So, we don't need to wait, watch every single uh, episode. So, we'll jump around to episodes one, three, and five. And that's really when the, like, momentum of the show starts going and starts picking up. So, I figured that'd be a good intro. Cool. Yay. All right. Well, let's 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 go down 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 into <laughs> the Do abyss. abyss <laughs> the abyss she calls me my sweet lady We're love back i brought you pringles <laughs> they did, but they didn't have sour cream pringles. and onions so it's like the weird seasonal flavor they're trying to do like promotional shit for i think this one's like nacho cheese and toothpaste it's gonna be oh, mm, we'll see oh god <laughs> we'll see how that we'll see goes. <laughs> why are you holding out hope you couldn't even get me the the pizza pringles wow we get pizza the pringles all the time pringles. We wanted to uh, mix it up. I, also, we have pizza-flavor-blasted goldfish in the cupboard. You're right. And pizza rolls in the oven. And wow. pizza bagels also in the toaster oven. And we're having those this at any time. This episode brought to you by Totino's. Totino's. Pizza. Totino's. I love it. Totino's. <laughs> Totino's. The gushers of hot pizza. They explode in your Nasty. mouth. <laughs> anyway. Hey, we're still in the abyss, apparently. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> this show's the abyss. The anime abyss. Oh, why don't we call it that? 
That'd be pretty good. Rebrand. Rebrand everything. <laughs> Scrap it. We're starting over. <laughs> Delete all the episodes. <laughs> Square one. <laughs> okay. So. so yeah, uh, we watched uh, episodes one, three, and five. I watched all three dubbed. I watched all three subbed. What? Ooh, shaking things up a bit. Uh, that was all that was on Amazon Prime. Ah, fair. I watched it subbed initially, so I watched it dubbed this time, but I still watched episode three dubbed to see if there was any differences, because sometimes they translate stuff weird. Hmm. This one they didn't. They did a very good job with both the casting and the translation. I approve. Cool. Help. And that's all they need, right? Yeah, my recommendation. Because that works <laughs> out so well most of the time, KJ. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Digimon. <laughs> I am being attacked right now, and I do not appreciate it. That's all this podcast is. It feels like it sometimes. It certainly feels like it. You know we like you. Mm-hmm. You also know you should be attacked. <laughs> I think that was more accurate. <laughs> you do it on purpose. All right, episode one. Uh, we open up with our main character, Rico. It's a blonde-haired little girl in like a spelunking outfit with a hard hat and a big backpack and a pickaxe and all that stuff and she's running around with a buddy of hers nate it's a brown-haired little unassuming boy doesn't matter he's gonna be out of here in three episodes and (laughs) they're looking for relics they're like indiana jones but with less nazis and they're trying to find (laughs) i mean it's made in abyss there's an abyss and they're at like the top surface that's uh pretty clear from the setting and they're looking for relics from, like, 2,000 years ago that just show up. And, like, no one's really sure what the civilization is. And some of these relics are just, like, sure, magical. Like, they're just so advanced. One of those, like, hyper-advanced civilizations that died out. And Rico's very optimistic about her findings. Because even though they're only on the first level, and it's usually just kind of crap up there, you don't really get any of the good stuff, she thinks... We're not going to find any quality relics, so we got to find a quantity of relics. So she's trying to find a bunch of them to like make up for it. And she said mm. she already found the star compass, but she's not supposed to have that, so don't tell anyone. Shh. 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 And. Shh. And. Shh. <laughs> and as. Keep it on the DL. <laughs> don't tell anyone. And uh, she uh, starts mining for relics in this like little cave area. And we get a little montage of her just digging up different stuff, finding stuff like, oh, that's one. Oh, that's another one. Oh, that's another one. And she finds a grave, a skeleton. You get get all shook. Get a bony man in a little grave praying. And we It's f- pronounced bony ver. Ah, thank you. And mm. we find out they find, like, a few of the graves. Uh, she said, like, she hasn't found one in, like, a few months, I believe. And we see it in a later episode. Uh, Nate finds one. He's like, yeah, they just... Every time we find a body, they're always in this praying position. And, like, we don't know why, but we just, you know, cover them back up and continue on. So try not to disturb the bodies. Don't think about don't it. Don't think about it. Don't think about this small child discovering bodies as grave robbers. <laughs> it's It definitely won't be relevant later in this anime series. No. Nope. Says the character in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Rico kind of... Sh- heading on back and we see her struggling with her backpack because it's real full now she's got a bunch of relics so she did what she set out to do and found a bunch of them and on her way back she sees like uh kind of wriggling above her she goes those big old wormy son of a bitch and she says <laughs> she's like, oh no it, it's big it's big hairy and pink I, yeah 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 actually it is that actually describes it very well Thanks, Spongebob. <laughs> she calls it a crimson split jaw. 
and it's this yeah giant wormy they call it snake uh sort of monster she's like oh no like that's they usually aren't up here on the first level what's it doing up here like they're pretty dangerous and that's when she sees nate or nat uh on a cliff edge and he's bleeding out like he was knocked unconscious and the crimson split jaws like coming in for him he's just like oh shit he's super dead uh so rico just kind of like panics and it's like uh oh what do i do and they all have these whistles uh with them and it's both uh, like marker of their status but it's also you know it's good for you know looking for teams and like calling out for help and stuff so she her and nat are red whistles and she blows into the whistle and lets out this huge screech to draw its attention and as soon as she does, it works, and she just starts running. And now the big monster's chasing after her, and she's got no other plan. And as soon as it comes up to her, it just tail smacks her and just launches her, just, like, hits her full force. She goes, like, flying off a cliff edge and falls down. She's like, oh, God, my arm isn't broken. Oh, hey, it's not. Neat. And gets back <laughs> up and starts running. And then she's, like, trying to evade it. Kids, man. <laughs> They're indestructible. Yeah. For now. And she's bobbing and weaving through like this like forested area and it's coming after her and it's getting real close. It's about to get her. And then just boof. It's go- like it just a huge light beam comes out of nowhere and just like st- like scars half its face and it goes running off and then you see it flying in the distance. So it's also a big ass angry worm thing and can also fly. So awesome. This abyss is a nightmare. <laughs> All good stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. Evolution is a curse. And she notices that Beam, like, burnt through all these, like, petrified trees that are, uh, they're petrified, so they're basically stone now. So she's like, that was powerful to, like, burn through. I'm like, what the hell was that? And when she goes back looking, she finds a little robot boy. A little Mr. Robot. And she's like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Astro boy. Basically, he kind of looks like he's got, like, big clunky yeah. feet and arms. <laughs> and he's got a little helmet. Yeah. She's like, oh, hot damn, you're you're like a crazy relic. Like, you, you must have come up from the abyss because she knew everyone that was going in on that on their trip. So she's like, oh, jeez, this is the mother load. And then we get... Hot diggity shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the title sequence. And... But it's not really the title sequence. No, not quite. It's a, a fun prank. It's one of those, like, where the like, opening credits are playing and then the story is still going on in the background while just music is playing. Um, so we don't hear any of the dialogue, but, like, the intro's playing. And we see Rico carrying this robot boy back, and she finds Nat, and he's awake now, still bloodied. And he helps her carry the robot back up, and we see them struggling because it's real heavy. And then they get back to the village, and we see, like, it's sunset now, so it took, like, all day for them to get back. They catch a ride by a passing farmer, and there's a chance for the opening to really establish the setting and we get a lot of city shots and we get a few glimpses of like the Mm -hmm. abyss and stuff it's very beautiful and yeah it is this is uh when they get dropped off like all right yeah time for the hardest part here we go and that's when they uh bumped into their buddy shiggy which oh god i don't know why the the name shiggy tickles me (laughs) and uh shiggy's got glasses so he's the eater of the cartoon and his personality is nerd. And as they're getting back up, they, uh, they're going back to their orphanage where they all live. And they're late, so they gotta sneak back in. But also, they got this big crazy robot they don't want the headmistress to know about. So they gotta sneak him in too. And that's when Shiki gets an idea. He's like, ooh, hold up, wait here. And like sneaks off to the side of the orphanage and sees a buddy there. It's like a little wee babu. Just like, oh, baby. real tiny. Like... 
it looks like just straight up a baby, but it, you know, it talks fine. It, like, it, you know, can interact with him, so it's like... Stop calling him an it. It, but I don't know. It's ki- Kiwi? Or ki- Yeah, Kiwi. 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 And um, it it's, seems smart for a toddler, so it seems edumacated. It's like, hey, Kiwi, we gotta sneak back in. You're up there on the balcony reading a book. How about you throw your book down and you start crying, and then the headmistress comes and picks up the book, and we can sneak in. But he doesn't say it. Shiggy's, like, doing all, like, hand signs and, like, charades to like, convey this. And Kiwi's just like, oh, yeah, I get you, bro. I got you. And throws the book down and just starts crying. And the headmistress is out by the front gate, like, runs over and just like, God damn it. Like, how many times I tell you not to read on the balcony? If you read this one, you know, drop this book one more time, I'm taking it away from you. And that's when they sneak the robot in. And that's how you know they've done it before. Yeah, this isn't the first and time. And the headmistress is, uh... Dumb enough to fall for <laughs> every time. Those crafty orphans. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta live, a, uh, learn a lot when uh, you don't have parents. Uh, so the next day, yeah, it's a hard knock life. <laughs> God damn it! I should have seen that coming. Uh, <laughs> next day, they're in class, and we see it's just a regular classroom, but we see all the desks are mounted up on the wall, and like they're all vertical, and you have to use like rope ladders to get up to your desk, which is very odd, but very. Cool. Like, a very interesting choice. They gotta know how to climb. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes sense. And, you know, there's probably not a lot of room. We see the islands, like, really compact, very dense. So there's probably not a ton of room for buildings. Mm-hmm. And uh, in class, teacher's just going over usual stuff. And the headmistress is also there in class. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, the headmistress wants to give us a little speech real quick. And she's like, oh, class, just want to tell you to be careful. You know, you're going out on expeditions now to the first layer. It's still dangerous. Oh, and if you find any relics, bring them back and give them to the orphanage, because we sell those and then help fund the orphanage. And I swear to God, if any of you are hoarding any, like, relics, I'm going to tie you up naked and just beat you. And she's, like, really eyeing up Rico. Like, when she says that, it's kind of like, ah, shit, she knows. And uh, that that Mitchell doesn't say anything else, so Rico's like, whew, I got by. But, like, definitely has the feeling she's being watched. And we find out Rico's, like, the troublemaker. So it makes sense. She's eyeing up her. And after class, the teacher pulls her aside and is kind of like, hey, what happened with you and Nat? Like, with the, you know, expedition where he got hurt. Like, what was going on? She's like, oh, this big crimson split jaw came down and started attacking us. And then I got away because I found this, uh, I got away. <laughs> uh, nothing weird happened at all. Totally didn't find a robot. <laughs> no beams, no fire. No fire. It's all good, bud. <laughs> I was crafty. I use my arts and crafts to escape. And uh, then uh, we see Rico says she wants to be a, like a white whistle, which is the highest rank of you know explorers and cave raiders. Uh, we see the teacher's like a purple whistle. Um, so there's different levels. And she hopes to be a white whistle, just like her mom was. And so she can go go down and like try and see what they see and like what was so alluring that her mom kind of abandoned her at the orphanage for. Yeah, because there's also, like, a hierarchy of how deep you can go based on the color of your whistle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get a little more into that in later episodes, but it's, you know, skill skill level uh, uh, correlates with Abyss layer or a level. And uh, she's, like, super eager to just dive into the Abyss. She's like, I want to explore. And the teacher's like, you're 12. Chill. And uh, after they talk, we see the gang, the the boys, Nat, Chiggy, uh, Kiwi, uh, come running in. They're eavesdropping. And then they run up to her room with her, and they try to wake up the robot by just electrocuting the shit out of him. Which, I mean, it's fair. It's a robot. I'd probably do the same. 
Good plan, kids. And it works. So he like wakes up and Charles Swing's just like, ha, ah, God, Jesus Christ, why? Like it's very good. He's like <laughs> my bone. He's aware now, but he's like my electric bone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh my god, that hurt so bad. Why did you do this to me? And uh, so he wakes up and they start talking to him, and he sees just a bunch of torture stuff like up on the walls. He's like, where am I? Why am I strapped to a chair? What is happening? And they're like, oh, this used to be an old torture room before this place was an orphanage, and Rika's the troublemaker. So they put her in here, and it's like cool why are they still full of torture devices why yeah why would they keep her the troublemaker in the room with all these torture instruments yeah i feel like that's asking for trouble especially from the troublemaker let's give the dangerous kid all the things that are dangerous yeah you know as a deterrent (laughs) (laughs) and rico asks like oh who are you what were you doing down there do you remember anything from this and he's just like Nah, man, I don't remember nothing. She's like, how, you're a robot. How do you not remember anything? He's like, I'm a robot? What the fuck? And so he clearly <laughs> doesn't even remember like who, what he is, let alone who he is or why he was down there. So he's very caught off guard. And uh, Shiki comes running. Do we in. have waking up with amnesia on our uh, bingo list? Uh, we have to. Or, or here oh, we go, wait. new kid in school. New, co- new kid in class. <laughs> Transfer there we go, student. Transfer student from the abyss. <laughs> I was from Robo Academy. <laughs> uh, I majored in beep boop, and uh, Shiggy comes running in, and he's like, "Ah, shit, guys, we blew like we blew a fuse, like all the electricity's out in the orphanage because we shocked them awake." And they're just like, "Ah, shit, teacher's gonna know," and immediately assume it's us, which he does. So like, ah. because there is an electric chair in my room, <laughs> of course we're gonna blame that. Who else would it be? And uh, they throw a blanket over the robot. And they're kind of like, ah, shit, he's got to hide. And uh, Shiggy and the gang, like, sneak out the window of Rico's room. And they're just like, don't, don't rat us out. Don't tell anyone. And the teacher comes in and checks on her. And it's like, all right, what'd you do? She's like, why'd you think it's me? It's like, it's always you. You're the main character. Who else would it be? And <laughs> uh, he goes towards the cover. And she's, like, freaking out. Like, oh, no, he's going to find it. And he pulls the cover off the electric chair. And it's empty. She's like, oh, what? Oh, where'd he go? Sick magic trick, boy. Robot magic! <laughs> and uh, he's like, alright, this is clearly like Shiggy's work. He's the little nerd. Like, he'd be rigging up some weird electric chair or something. And he hits Rico over the head and starts, like, lecturing her. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, you know we don't have a ton of resources. Like, don't be draining the electricity and all this stuff. And while he's lecturing her, we see the robot, like, kind of, like, repelling or, or, I guess, ascending like up into the ceiling from like his like extendo robot arm that has like a wire coming out of it and it's just like oh shit he can do that and he's like clearly hiding i'm like oh i get it now i'm not supposed to be found so he's he's not aware he's a robot but he's quick on the uptake of like oh i gotta be sneaky and uh that's when uh the teacher goes out to find the rest of the gang to see what they were doing and he takes Rico out with her, and we see the robot boy jump, uh, drop down, and, you know, trying to check himself out in the mirror, trying to figure out who he is and what he is. And he's like surprised. He's like, "Why would a robot need a belly button?" So he's like, he's already aware of like what a belly button, like you know, is for birth, and like uh, he's like a robot wouldn't need that. It stuff. is. I mean, it comes from it. What? Kinda. I mean, I mean. Huh? Are you kidding? What? Of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a man. I was like, oh my god, wait. Uh, it's a tail. How dare you think I'm that stupid? I'm sorry. I mean, it came from a very conservative Catholic area of the Northeast. 
That is fair. <laughs> they teach some crazy shit there. And um, so while uh, the robot's like looking over, he's like, why do I have a belly button if I'm a robot? And you see him pull open his pants. He's like, why do I got that? So like, he got he got that penis. He's got that penis. And Stop. <laughs> Rico runs back in. He's like, she's like, hey, I got away. Like, we got to get out of here, though. Like, uh, teachers come after me. We got to get you the hell out of this building. And the robot just like, gotcha. Grab onto me and just extendo arms out the window and uh, sucks him out. And I, we can hear the teacher like run around the building, like looking for Rico still. And once they're outside, Rico's just like, all right, can't call you robot anymore. We need to give you a name. You're going to be Reg. He's like, why? Why am I Reg? She's like, that ah, was my name, name of an old dog I had. He's like, cool, great, thank you. I love being a dog's <laughs> name. And Rico takes Reg up to the top of like this hill. And uh, she's like out of breath and he's just kind of like running up. And we see the sunrise and we just get a huge like panoramic shot of the city. And she's like, this is where we live. And this crazy like music starts playing that is only used in this first episode. It's not like uh, an intro or outro song or anything. But it's it's very like thematic and like high energy mm-hmm. and very uh, atmospheric. And she's like, this is the town, and that's the abyss right in the center. And it's just like 60% of what we see is just the abyss, and then the outer ring around it is all just a very dense town. And Reg is just like, what the hell is the abyss? She's like, what do you mean? You came from it. He's like, I don't know I'm a robot. Why would I know what the abyss is? She's like, ah, fair. And uh, she's thinking that he came from the bottom. Like, that he, like he's powerful and a robot and sentient and, like, better than any other other relics they found so she's like you're high class you came from like the bottom of the abyss we got to figure out what's going on with you and then we just get a few panning shots and the narrator voiceover coming in kind of explaining kind of the nature of the pit and the abyss and that just one day it appeared on this island and just no one really knows why or how and there's just all these sorts of monsters inside and old relics from an old civilization and that hunters from all around the world came to this island to explore it and try and get get rich quick from these relics. And so many hunters came there. Eventually, they just formed a village inside this massive crater on the island around the abyss. And that's where they are. So that's episode Man, one. we almost made it a full episode without unnecessary exposition. But right <laughs> at the end, they got us. <laughs> It's tough to naturally explain this giant demonic hole in the ground. But I mean, I wouldn't like, call it unnecessary explanation. I would find it very necessary because it's a confusing premise. But like everything they said, yeah, they founded a city at the top of a void. We we saw that <laughs> that's been established visually in the story. I wasn't like confused up until this point. Yeah, but it might be weird if it's like, oh yeah, there's cribs and split jaws all over the world. Like, versus this, where it's like, this hole just appeared here, and fucking no one knows what this is. Like, besides the abyss, the rest of that planet could just be Earth. Like, normal. But, you know, we wouldn't know that, because we only see the one island. Yeah, but... I... It, I didn't need it. You wish it was rather, like, in character, <laughs> versus, like, uh, just voice of God explaining it all? Yeah, because a lot of it you can pick up through context clues, since we only see a monster in the void i assume they're only in the void the real monsters There's people a city at the top of the void i don't think we need to know that they made a city at the top of a void eh i enjoyed it i like world building so episode three 
Uh, this will be fairly uh, quick since it's like one thing happens and it's just a lot of build up to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Great Escape. But, uh, at some point in episode two, we find a note from Rico's mom, who was a white whistle that descended into the depths. And the note basically reads, uh, come meet me here, I'm waiting. Uh, a little backstory, just because we kind of skipped over it. That letter wasn't directed to her. They got a letter, and like the counselor or whatever was reading it, and Rico and Ray snuck in and stole the letter. So it wasn't explicitly addressed to her. Ah, yeah. gotcha. She just thinks it is. So, Cool. Yep. Uh, so, uh... Yeah, letter from mom saying I'm waiting, I'm alive. Uh, saying, yo, you up? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> BTRB, bring that robo boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Rico is now dead set on getting to the bottom of the abyss. Uh, and all the friends are there, they're all chatting about it, because that's a crazy plan. Uh but uh, they're more talk. focused on tomorrow mind. is uh, Reg's first uh, cave raid with them. Yeah, it was, I think, somewhere in episode two. They tried to hide him, and they're just like, ah, fuck it. Here it is. Here's this new kid. He's too, totally normal and part of our gang. <laughs> and just ignore his metal prosthetic arms. Yeah, arms. Don't worry about that. We read more notes from the mom, sort of chronicling the deeper parts of the abyss, all the different monsters and talking about this uh, figure that's watching and uh, there's a sketch that uh, is this like tall lanky man Uh, silhouette that just stands by versus all these other monsters that like it stands out because it's not a monster Mm -hmm. just just a dude on his way to the grocery (laughs) store the abyss convenience store (laughs) gotta pick up gotta pick up some takis Gotta go to Trader Rico's. Ah! Oh! Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Let's sit in that for a while. Reg is out on the cave raid uh, with Nat. Uh, they're they're chatting. They're finding these weird like egg things. Uh, Reg with his metal arms is super strong and can lift up like the big heavy rocks that people haven't been able to lift. Uh, and they also find another uh, skeleton in prayer, uh, and they're they're just doing their their orphan stuff. <laughs> you know how it be. <laughs> looking for pennies. Uh, oh, there was the opening sequence in this episode, and I just wanted to point out I okay. like it because the opening song is sung by the uh, Rico and Reg's Japanese voice actors. Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. cute. I did not pick up on that or really notice the opening. <laughs> How dare. It was fun. It's an it opening. It's it wasn't fun. anything. Yeah, it wasn't amazing, but it was nice. Uh, so uh, they're they're talking about the abyss and and Nat gets mad at the concept of them leaving and storms off. Oof. Oh, uh, before that, when... Uh, Rake finds the skeleton. Nat tries to scare him a little more by telling him like a spooky rumor about kids in the West tr- District dying on their birthdays. And when they wake up, they look in a mirror and their necks all twisted. And it's kind of like a bad omen that they're going to die that day from whatever's killing off these kids. Spooky. Ooh, 
I was gonna skip it because it doesn't really come into play. It does in episode five. Does it? A little bit. We'll get there. Hmm. Okay. We don't need to linger on it. Did I miss it? It's real quick. It's real quick. Or no, it, uh, later in this episode. Never mind. Keep going. So. Yeah, beach. You confused me. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Settle down. This I'm is sorry. my episode. Settle down, class. Uh. So, uh, uh, Reg catches up to, uh, yeah, Reg catches up to Nat, who is, uh, feeling sick, uh, from the Curse of the Abyss, which, I guess, is something. It's a thing that, it's, yeah, they talk about in episode two, I guess, but it's, like, a disease-ish It's, it's like, extreme uh, altitude poisoning, where you can go in and come out at certain levels fine, but if you go too far in, you'll start getting different effects. So level one, you'll start feeling like sick. Level two, you get like worse. And at a certain point, you can't come back up. Like if you go down to a certain level and come back up, you'll just straight die from it. So that's some levels is just pretty much suicide because you can never come back up. Like the bends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except you now live on the bottom of the ocean now. Exactly. Congrats. You're a fish, man. This is my house now. <laughs> uh, so uh, they're... Uh, back at the orphanage that night, uh, they're getting their final plans together because uh, they're deciding to descend into the abyss tomorrow. Uh, 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 so Shiggy uh, managed to swipe the like most recent map of the abyss for them, and we get a breakdown of the different layers of the like level two is like an upside down forest uh, or the yeah. That it's, like, fine to go there, but it's just dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the further you get down, uh, the survival rate of everyone that goes down there is much, 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 much lower. And you need to be a much higher rank. Uh, I think there were, like, seven layers and starting at, like, layer six. That was sort of the, like, point of no return where the returning people you could count on one hand. So it's... Mm-hmm. Super duper duper dangerous. Yeah, the danger uh, escalates real fast. Mm-hmm. So as they're sort of uh, getting all their plans together, uh, Nat is like, "You, you're all idiots. You really think your mom is just sitting in the bottom of a pit? She's dead. Just accept that she's dead." And that makes Rico cry because, yeah, <laughs> why wouldn't it? <laughs> Logically. Uh, so, uh, uh, he... Riku kind of, like, runs out, and Reg is kind of sitting there, like, with the rest of the gang, just kind of like, nah, think, think I'll go with her, think I'll help her out. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, my notes are not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And then the... But yeah, they're all, uh, starting to leave, uh, because they're all gonna walk out and, uh, help Rico and... Uh, Reg get to the abyss Uh, but uh, before they go uh, Reg wants to go back in and try to find Nat because uh, they may never see him again and don't want that like bad moment to be their last memory of each other Mm -hmm. Uh, so he sneaks into like the main uh, sleeping quarters yes sleeping quarters bunk room I guess (laughs) Uh, they got bunk beds so being an orphan's not all bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
may not have parents, but at least I have a bunk bed. He goes in to find Ned, who's not there. He finds, like, a yeah. stuffed animal or pillow in his place in his bed. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like... Uh, but also finds Kiwi. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Reg says his goodbyes there, and is like, Oh, also, your birthday soon. Don't look in the mirror. Goodbye. Good Good luck. Haha, <laughs> see, it's um, relevant. Yeah. That's, That's all. all well, Kiwi's also sick. Like, he's coughing. Yeah, he coughs. Yeah, so, uh, so important. We're gonna get into the Kiwi Chronicles after this. That's a whole spinoff series about his birthday party. Like, you joke, but, like, what if? (laughs) He'd probably do that thing. If he had a tissue, he'd probably do that thing where he coughs into it and pulls it back, and there's (gasps) blood. Yeah, probably something like that. Uh, So, uh, sneaking back out of the bunk room, the... uh, adult finds him and is like, hey, what are you doing? The fuck? Which was also confusing to me since we didn't see the part where uh, he was established as being an orphan. So I was like, oh, the jig is up. They found this robo boy. And he was like, nope, chill. Just gotta poop. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind me. Just pooping my robot poop things. And, And the adult's like, hey, and also where's Rico? I checked in on her. Oh, uh, also pooping. <laughs> so, uh, gotta get to it, Chief. We love to poop. Uh, you know, as orphans, pooping's our favorite thing. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, they they run away and uh, they get out of the building. So they're all walking to the old wharf quarter, uh, which has like a uh, unguarded path down into the abyss, so they can sneak down the back road. And uh, they're being led there by, uh, surprise, it's Nat, uh, because he is from this quarter and uh, knows the secret ways where they won't get caught. I like how he comes out, uh, like, covered, like, with his face covered in a mask, and Rico's just immediately just like, Nat, what the fuck? And just, like, calls him out instantly. <laughs> <laughs> My dude, you are not sneaky. <laughs> You're as subtle as a truck. Uh, so they get to the final dock, and Nat apologizes being like hey that wasn't cool uh and uh the apology is accepted by rico and they're going out on good terms uh they talk about uh trying to keep in touch by uh sending up their like signal balloons with mail uh but the deeper they go the less likely the balloon makes it to the top so the plan is just going to be to spam a bunch of balloons up so odds (laughs) are one will make it (laughs) Fingers crossed. Uh, So, uh, as they're about to uh, jump down, everyone's super emotional, everyone's super cryy. Uh, Reg finds, like, a note in his bag that isn't addressed here. Uh, And they jump on down. And that's basically the episode. Yeah. I like... I like this area because it's kind of like the slums area, and they, uh, as Nat's guiding him through, he's kind of explaining like, "Oh yeah, I was born here," and it's a bunch of like people picking through like trash and stuff, and they built the city further and further over the abyss. That way, they have like a better chance of like going down, like splunking and cave exploring, and that's why there's kind of the secret like entrance way of getting in. And they said by building the buildings over top of the abyss, they're getting the fume, like the air directly from it, and it's making all these people sick. So that's why it's kind of like the slums and the poor, dirty area, because most people die and get diseases and stuff. So just being in proximity to the abyss or being above it is, like, killing people. They got that stank wind. <laughs> got that deep, <laughs> deep earth funk. Got that pollution. 
Gotcha. It was all a Captain Planet anyway. anime. <laughs> Recycle. Ah, it's all a metaphor for climate change. <laughs> anyway, uh, episode yeah. five starts with them descending into the second layer. They're doing great. Here we Everybody's go. Coming up roses. And uh, they talk about how they were being pursued by someone or something, but they lost them. So they're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah there were some raiders on the previous level. Yeah, it was the yeah. teacher and some of the other uh, adults trying to go after them because kids shouldn't be going down the abyss by themselves. But they got away. I love that because I just thought they were like bad people. But no. No. There's people who want to help. There's like a friendly uncle character who catches up with them, and he's like, "Hey, don't go all by yourself." She's like, "I gotta." He's like, "Okay, here's some extra supplies." So, oh, nice. He, wait, wait. It, if if she has like an uncle character there, that's like like an uncle figure for her. Why? Is, okay, he's like a shopkeeper. Like, they're just friends. Like they're not actually related. Okay. Fake yeah. I was about to say, uncle. that's a shitty uncle if he's like, yeah, keep chilling in that orphanage. <laughs> I know your mom's deep in that hole or dead or something, but uh, I I just, I don't got the time to deal with kids. I'm right. so busy. I gotta like, I gotta go back to my miniatures and my train sets and like, I don't have time for a kid. Uh, no, he's just like a family friend. Like she's at his shop a lot and stuff. So yeah. Gotcha. Mm. Um, but so they're in the second layer, and they're in this forest of, like, big leaf trees. And he's like, these are nice. And she's like, yeah, they're like these little leaves on their stems that point toward the opening of the abyss. So if you're ever lost, just look for these leaves. Very knowledgeable about the abyss and all the wildlife. Yeah. And Reg says, like, wow, you seem so much smarter down here than up there. And she's like, oh, Thank you. What? I think. Yeah. Wow, rude boy. She's pretty dumb, actually. We we see that she's like the nerdy, like obsessive type of character about the abyss. So when she's in the abyss and talking about the abyss, she's knowledgeable. But outside of that, in the city, she's just aloof. Yeah. Um. And then they hear someone calling for help. It sounds like an old man calling for help. And I right away was like, no way, that's a trap, right? <laughs> what could go wrong here? We're all on board. This and is then, a real human man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's Super go. Super legit. Um, so they follow the voice, and surprise, they get there, and it's a trap. <laughs> gotcha. It is a large bird-type creature called a corpse mm-hmm. weeper, and its call sounds like someone calling for help. It. So there's a guy on the ground, and before they say all that, they're like, oh, maybe it was him. But then, like, the bird thing turns around, and it's, like, slurping up his intestines, and they're like, oh. Nope. Never mind. Yeah, we get... He's dead. <laughs> there's a few uh, title card, like, intros for some of the episodes, and it had it's its own language. So I believe in the subs they explain it. Um, but we get a little intro card for the Corpse Weeper, and it says, like, while eating through... The prey's stomach, it, like, blows air through its windpipes and, like, like copies the, like, last noises they made when they attacked. So it's, like, that's why it's, like, Whoa. eating through its stomach. It's, like, breathing air back through its mouth and, like, copying the voice. Metal. <laughs> um, and so they're, like, maybe we should go. Walk away. And then they're distracted watching the one in front of them and another one swoops in and snags Rico. <laughs> Nothing personal, kid. <sighs> Just gonna feed um, my little monster children. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Reg shoots his arm, but it uh, gets 
smacked by another one. There's like a whole bunch there. They lured him to the nest. Um, yeah, and they're all blocking his way so he can't save her. She's flying further and further away. And then he sees her being lowered down to the babies. They're kind of um, cute. And <laughs> yes. if you're into that kind into of thing. Corpse birds. Yeah. Um, and he has a weird, like, vision. And he goes all blurry. And then he's like, my body remembers how to shoot my laser. <laughs> and then he holds up his hand and he shoots his laser. <laughs> my laser. My laser. My laser. Uh, and he saved her. Yay. And just destroyed everything else in sight. Very powerful. Yep. Um, and he grabs her and she's got like borf on her because she's being affected by the curse thing. But also probably just because she was freaked out. <laughs> We've all been there. A monster flew her over it. a bottomless pit. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we, I've barfed t- taking a turn in a car too fast. Like, I get it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, We've all done this. <laughs> Sometimes you say things and I'm like looking down at my notes. And then- <laughs> And then I just come back up after you're finished saying something. And I'm like, uh-huh. Most of the time. And then I realize what you said. And I, <laughs> I regret I agree. It's not as universal as you think it is. Uh. <laughs> uh, but so Reg is looking over what he just did. And he's like, oh, I did a lot of damage. What if I hit Rico? She would have been dead for it's sure. And he's like looking at his hand and it's all twitchy. And he just has this moment where he's thinking about it and he's like i don't know what i am I'm a monster <laughs> who am i, I was about to say that <laughs> <laughs> um and there's a little little bit later and uh rico's waking up and reg is like looking over her and he's like oh thank goodness she's not injured and then he noticed she's waking up and he like gets all embarrassed and he's ah, like oh heck oh frick oh frick because while she was un- unconscious he undressed her and she was like, oh. And he was like, I just, you had barf on your clothes. And also, I wanted to make sure you weren't injured. And he's like all blushy and embarrassed. And she's like, it's fine, dude. I could have used Reg in college. This would have been real nice. If someone took all my vomity clothes oh. off of me when I passed out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, were, I wasn't sure Yeah, me that. either. I, I had shitty friends in college. That's all I'll say. I haven't been to college. Um. <laughs> anyway, can't relate. Um, I was a shitty so yeah. one time. I had my roommate, uh, like, accidentally sliced his finger open trying to like build a computer, and he just walks into the living room. He's like, "Hey, I'm walking to the hospital. I need stitches." And my roommates and I were like, "Cool, see ya." <laughs> and then five minutes later, we just looked to each other and we're like. She should have gone with him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it just did not wow. dawn on us. He so casually went like, well, going to the hospital, bye. Have fun. Love it. Um, <laughs> so uh, she like gets up and she sees all the damage he did. She's like, that's sick, bruh. <laughs> bruh. He's like, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like this is a curse. It's a big deal. And uh, she's like, we got to name it. We gotta give it a sick name. <gasps> How about Incinerator? And he he doesn't really uh, object. <laughs> Murdertron so. Five Thousand. <laughs> That's your new oh, name. Oh no! Egg. 
Uh, and she looks it over and she says, you can probably control it. I'll train you. We'll train you. <laughs> I don't together. know what it is, but I'll train like, you. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I can do it. I'll figure it out. I'm so smart down here. <laughs> the curse makes me smarter. Um, And then Reg gets all dizzy and he blacks out and he has this weird dream or maybe it's a vision of uh, a corpse weeper eating Rico. And while she's being eaten, the, the sound that's coming out is her saying it's gone over and over again. And then she, like, explodes or something? It was the incinerator beam wiping out everything. Oh. Yeah. Sick. Symbolism. And then he wakes up. <laughs> yeah. And then he wakes up, and she is yelling, it's gone. And he's like, what happened? What happened? And she's like, oh, you're awake. <laughs> what happened? Hooms, hooms. Uh. <laughs> and she's upset because she lost her notebook. She's been taking notes in this little notebook about stuff, and she must have dropped it when the corpse weeper took her. Ah, beans. And it's at this moment... (laughs) It's at this moment they also mention that she dropped the star compass, too. Which (laughs) It's kind of pointing them to the bottom, or so she thought, so... Yeah. Kind of important. I mean, it's not that hard to just find the bottom of a hole. You don't know what the abyss is like. just jump. (laughs) Why don't they just jump? Just jump. You'll hit the bottom eventually. Catch something yeah, at the he last keep minute, robot like man. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then Reg <laughs> We missed this too. I think this is an episode two where she's like taking notes about his body. So he's like, She wrote about my dick in that. I hope it stays lost. <laughs> Burn the evidence. <laughs> Burn it. Burn it. And then Burn the dick. No, 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 not the dick. Not the dick. The book. Just kidding. It doesn't fall. Um uh, and then they're like, let's eat some dinner. So they make up some meats. She f- grills some meats on a rock with some, some leaves. Salt she found. Kind of a pretty pretty good Delicious. cook for out in the wilderness. Yeah, and he's like, oh, this is pretty good. There's something weird about it. And she's like, yeah, it's the meat from a corpse weeper that you killed. Uh, oh. And he's like, uh, uh, Cool. You mean the just thing f- that... Gets all its energy and is built on eating human bodies, and you want to eat that? You mean? Yeah, she's just completely unbothered by the thing with corpse it. in its name. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she's like, "You're grossed out by that? <laughs> Cute. <laughs> You're not um, even a human, idiot." <laughs> also, why do you eat organic matter? You're a robot. I mean, android. Yeah. Where does it go? We powered you with um, electricity earlier. I don't fa- see the through line. Well, she doesn't have batteries <laughs> to feed them. Fair. Mm. Um, so then she explains that most of the meat that they eat at the orphanage is from creatures from like higher layers of the abyss. Uh, and she's like, so most of them have probably eaten human. So then they become part of the flesh and then they give us their strength. That's the circle of life and i was like if that's what sleeps at night sleep at night why not <laughs> sure whatever you, whatever lie you have to tell yourself <laughs> the circle of cannibalism yeah. Yeah. i mean it's it's cannibalism Delightful. by proxy there's they're one removed we're not watching that shit this week <laughs> damn <laughs> cannibalism by proxy oh god it's hannibal and ergo proxy mashed up um, a nightmare anyway <laughs> we would have half of an interesting show <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, and so they're going down even more, and we get, like, this 
a little travel montage. montage. Uh, and there's some very nice music playing. Yeah. The music in this show is very nice. Pretty, despite how disturbing the show is. Yeah. Um, and they're going deeper and deeper. And then they're at the deepest part of the second layer, which is the inverted forest. Uh, and the waterfalls go up here. And the trees grow from the ceiling. And there's wow. a ceiling. And the snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> Augustus is and in the, the call. It's coming from inside the house. <laughs> Darth Vader was Luke's father uh, all the time. <gasps> what? <laughs> um, so uh, he tries, Reg tries to use his extendo arms, but it's too windy down there for him to get a grip on anything. Dang it. Uh, all these dang she... stank winds. They keep <laughs> blowing my arms all over the way. Uh, and Rico starts getting cold. And he's like, oh, you want to get out your cold clothes? And she's like, nah, like, there's no room for us to spread out all my stuff. So I'll be okay. And then he's like, hold this. And he gives her his helmet that he always has on. And then he takes off his cape and lets her wear it. I got you, babe. Uh, and then, I got you. Pal, mutual buddy. friend. <laughs> um, so uh, he puts his helmet back on, and there's this like weird rune that shows up in like the headlamp part of it. And she's like, "Whoa, what's that?" And he's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> I can't about. see it. It's on my head. Can't see it. I don't even know who I am, baby. <laughs> uh, and then it goes away, so they don't really get a good look at it. Um, and then something throws a rock. Yeah. At Reg. Good thing he's got that helmet. Yeet. Yeah. Uh, and then they look over and it's these monkeys that are called Inbyos. They're like crazy. But they monkey. They monkey. They monkey. Um, I'm baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm monkey. Okay. It's lost anyway, on me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know why. It, he, he said they monkey and I immediately was like, I'm baby. <laughs> Reg gets the strength to use his arm while like everybody everybody all the monkeys are tossing stuff at them and he uses it but then uh the inbios like throw them off course and the wind and they yeah and they crash down on a tree and then rico just like gets up and starts going and he's like you know where you're going and she's like yeah it's not my first rodeo <laughs> <laughs> um and then we see a girl looking into a telescope thing, and she's like, oh, people are on the approach. Should I lower the gondola for them, Master? And she turns around, and she's like, hello? Master? And there's no response. Um, and then they're, they keep walking toward this place called the Seeker Camp, and um, they remark about how Things further from the center of the abyss seem more peaceful. And it was at this point in the show that they started saying a lot of things and it gave me a brain <laughs> and I didn't write down any of it because I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, none of it made sense to me. I was reading the subtitles and I was like, I don't know what you're trying to explain here. It's the, Yeah, they start throwing out like force field and stuff. It's basically like the weird energy the abyss has. It comes from like the center. So everything's drawn to it. Mm. This force field's able to pull in natural light from above. So despite how far down they are, natural light's still able to come down, which is able to give energy to the wildlife and stuff. And the closer things are to the center, the more dangerous it is. So the secret camp's kind of off to the side, like away from everything. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Um, so they approach the seeker camp, and it looks like a tree. They disguise it as a big upside-down tree. And uh, Rico says, Huh, usually when people approach, they'll lower the gondola, but they didn't do that for us. And then Reg thinks, Yeah, it's a red whistle and a robot. <laughs> two children. They're probably sus. <laughs> um, and so she's like, Can you use your arms? And he's like, I can sure as heck try. Go so he gadget. tries, and he makes it. Yeah. But then... He's a. Uh, he looks at her and he's like, "Someone grabbed my arms." I don't like it. <laughs> Something's uh, licking me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then th- uh, this is another part where I was just like, "What's happening?" Uh, so there's a woman up there and she's like, oh, "That little brat's still alive, huh?" And then the narrator was talking, but I thought it was still her. So I was like, what's happening? But yeah. um, <laughs> I felt the same thing. The narrator, yeah, the narrator says um, something about her. She's Her name's Ozen, mm-hmm. the unmovable, immo- immovable. Um, and the narrator says something about a glint in her eye. Maybe it'll give them hope. And I was like, what glint? <laughs> she has dead eyes and she definitely doesn't want them to be there. So what do you mean, Mrs. Narrator? That's probably Rico's mom. No, that's not her mom. I don't know what you're talking about. No. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I was deeply confused by the end of this episode. Yeah. And now I'm here. Hey, Brendan, where was that vital birthday disease thing in this episode, huh? <laughs> I was misinformed and wrong. I can admit it. Mm-hmm. It was in episode three. Hmm? Mm-hmm. It was just the part in episode three where Kiwi coughs and don't die. Like, <laughs> don't die. die. Yeah, that was it. But yeah, but yeah, that's episode yeah. five. Oh, and then we get like the little outro. Uh, at least in this episode. Yeah, the outro. Yeah, it's cute. like almost like paper cutouts, kind of like little figures of the, and it's Rico and Reg like going down uh, the abyss and like their adventures so far, and it's uh, once again the song is sung by the two Japanese voice actors. Yeah, it's cute. It's fun. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but enough about me. No one cares about my opinion. That's why they don't listen to the other podcast. <laughs> Dude, are we there yet? I had a lot of fun with this. Oh, uh, I'm surprised. I, I thought it was going to be like darker and more uh, menacing than it was. Mm. It was just just some kids going on an adventure. I liked it. Uh, it's it's early. It's early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested only because every time it's mentioned, someone <laughs> that shit. Like, <laughs> well, later you on, fools, you know nothing. Some <laughs> shit. Yeah. So it's just like, well, what the fuck happens? And I, I'll be honest. After watching these three episodes, I was like, maybe I'll just look up what happens. <laughs> but I didn't do that because I kind of. I don't it's know. only twelve. It's episodes. short. So thirteen. Thirteen. How dare you? Yeah. Still. So still short. Short enough that you could easily watch it in one weekend, or at least a week. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, biggest thing that worked for me was it uh, reminded me of a book series I read growing up. Uh, it was uh, the like Underworld Chronicles. Uh, the first book, it's the uh, Suzanne Collins who wrote Hunger Games wrote uh, Gregor the Overlander. Mm. Oh. Which was about like a boy falling oh, into like that. an underground kingdom and needing to do some stuff. Oh, but uh, there's like uh, super real death and like monsters and stuff, and it doesn't like 
do that kitty shit of like shying away from it. <laughs> They're like, oh no, your friends are dead, my dude. <laughs> oh no. So I got attacked uh-huh. by a war uh, bandit. I'm like, I got a few scraps, but I'm okay. I'll just have a broken arm for a bit. Like, nah, mm-hmm. man, they're dead. They're like super dead. I'm I'm the hero, and a beam of light saved me at the last second. No, none of that. <laughs> the beam of light in this one's evil. <laughs> but yeah, I just really liked uh, the like very colorful, creative monsters uh, that seemed fun and weren't just like dark, edgy, necrotic beings of death. Uh, and it it was a nice juxtaposition of having like the real consequences of the world, but seeing it through, like, young kid eyes. Yeah, we see more animals throughout the show, which I really love, because I love all the weird animals. Um, but, they're yeah, they're not just, like, all corpse sweepers. They're not all just, like, predatorial monsters. We saw, like, this weird lizard. Uh, later episodes, you see, like, this weird little, like, pig thing, and they go into, like, the etymology of that, and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, it does this, and then this happens, and it's like, oh, this is really, like, neat. Like, it's it's this whole unique world, and it's not just, like... I mean, I love Avatar, but it's not like, it's a bear and a platypus. How crazy is that? Like, it's, <laughs> they're actual, like, interesting ideas. No, this just says what? bear. No, it's like a bear wolf? Just a Weird. bear. Huh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love how, like, fleshed out and how it's its own world and, like, ecosystem and stuff. And not just, yeah, like, the shadow demons live on level three. And it's the yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is just um, hell. Kinda <laughs> true. Less it's fire. The, it's got the seven layers. Or just like a really bad dip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that can be hell. Uh, am I right? <laughs> oh, oh, you get to the bottom of that container. It's just habanero ooh, peppers. Spice. I mean, it's anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was intriguing. I. I'm. Didn't finish it the first time, but might I might jump now, start your you interest. Do you yeah. think, I mean, you're one episode further than you were last time. <laughs> yeah, I think this is definitely like the like I was saying, like the crest of the tone of the show. Of like, all right, here's here we go. Here's the momentum, and without the all the prologue exposition stuff of like, here's the world, here's where we live. Like now we're into the meat of the adventure with episode five. Well, I think. Also, my problem is that because I know some shit happens in, like, the second to last episode, I now have to sit through seven other episodes while I'm just thinking, like, I just want to know what happens. It's Mm -hmm. not even like, oh, maybe I can infer what's going to happen. I just want to know what happens. So I'm afraid that I'll just get bored and then just skip or look up what happens Uh, or something. I mean, I'll say it's an interesting ride from here on out. Like I said, the earlier parts are, I think, I think are the most boring. So I think you'll at least be entertained if you watch it. But clearly, from this podcast, we have varying degrees from all three hosts. So I don't know how invested it'll keep you. Um, I'll be yeah. absolutely flabbergasted if Dugan keeps watching it, <laughs> despite how much he likes it. <laughs> but I yeah, this. Uh, this would be something I would put on in the background as I did something else. Yeah, and it's a lot better now that there is a dub. Like mm. we were talking about, you can do something else while listening to the English audio now. Um, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing like... There, it's not a hard detective mystery where you have to try and find out the clues before the characters do. Like, y- you know what's happening. So, mm. uh, but yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. Wasn't sure how this was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, what do we have going on next week? Next week, we're watching a show that 
uh, I've only recently heard about called Kids on the Slope. Hmm. I've heard it's very good, so I'm excited to give it a go. It's a We're going to watch episodes Ooh. one, two, and three. It's a slice of life about kids in New York living in Park Slope. It is a slice of life about kids in a jazz oh, band. Oh, well, shit. I was going to... I Yeah, you might be close. <laughs> I assumed skiing and or snowboarding. Huh. Nope, it's not a sports anime. It's jazz jazz anime. is We're watching Johnny Tsunami. Yes! I love that movie. <laughs> jazz is a jazz sport. Jazz is a sport. <laughs> anyway. That's what's happening. All right. Cool. Well, if there's a show you would like us to watch, you can send us suggestions. Uh, you can reach out uh, at Are We There Yet on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us at Are We There Yet at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo and Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. And. You can find me at Anime Expo on July 5th. I'm only going the one day. Um, I'm cosplaying Loop from the Adventure Zone. Uh, and if you see me, come say hi. Talk to me about anime. You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. I don't do a lot of stuff, so don't find me. Leave me alone. Give me my space. <laughs> hey, oh he, he's a sleepy man. Sleepy. Let him let him rest. I got a lot of stuff to sleep on. Let him rest. My couch, my floor, my bed, the bathtub. That's my favorite one. <laughs> nice and cold in the bathtub. Don't have to worry about drooling. Really helps realign the back. <laughs> uh, thank, <laughs> thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork. And thank you to Louis Zong for our theme music, Stories of the Album Beats. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you will join us next time as we learn to live with anime. Don't get strung up naked and beat by the headmistress.